Philly, you are so wonderful and interesting. You deserve a local news podcast all your own. Check out the John Cast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Artificial intelligence, or AI, seems to be becoming more and more prevalent every day. That would seem to be a good thing for society, but there's always that nagging worry of the disaster scenarios we see depicted in books and movies and TV, where computers or machines overtake humanity. Is something like that really possible? What actually is the current state of AI? For this discussion, we caught up with Dr. Edward Kim. He is an associate professor in the Department of Computer Science at Trexel. University. So to start, if you could just kind of define artificial intelligence, so we're kind of working off the same playbook here, kind of what is it? So I would like to define artificial intelligence as any system that's able to sense, react, and adapt to its environment. So if you think about um, just a standard thermostat, and I'm not talking about these smart thermostats that you see today, but just a, a thermostat from like the 1980s, Ones that, um, you know, they have the the little dial on them. I I actually think of that as a basic form of AI because what it had, it it has a sense of the environment. So it's sensing the temperature Um, and then it has a set of rules. So, you know, if if the the temperature goes below 70 degrees, then it'll kick on the the heat. Um, And so I actually think of that as a very basic form of AI. Now, of course, there's been, many advancements since then uh, in in sort of finding the optimal parameters of the system. And so we'll call that machine learning. But um, in the very basic sense of the word, I think of of that as an AI. How far along are we in the development of AI? You know, with maybe one being, to your point, you know, a thermostat to 10 being humanity being second class citizens to to, to robots like on that scale one to ten where are we uh yeah that's a that's a hard question to to answer because i do think if you break down ai to its simplest form we're really not that far along ai has been around for decades and even you know almost a century now you know back in the 1960s we had uh sort of the basic form of the of these ais and yeah, I mean, if you look at the, if you sort of take the shroud off of some of the hype that we're seeing today, I, we're really just doing pattern pattern recognition uh, under the hood, and we we've been doing that for a long time. And so, if if I were to put us on that scale of one to one to ten, um, gosh, it's hard. I don't know, five a five. <laughs> What is give me the uh, the the best case scenario for AI? How could AI supplement everyday life to make it better, to make it easier, to make it more fulfilling? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best case scenario is that we're able to automate a lot of the tedious tasks or difficult tasks uh, for humans. And so, for example, um, and, you know, humans are very good at creativity. Humans are, are good at problem solving, thinking outside the box. Um, and so I don't really see AI 
helping too much in that area, but in the in the area of just basic pattern recognition, uh, basic automation, I think AI can do do a great job in supplementing there. So, um, yeah. So let's see some maybe some examples of of AI. So, for example, in in medical imaging, uh, the radiologists, pathologists, they they have to look through tons and tons of 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 images and, and x-rays and CT scans and that sort of thing. And these are, these are, these are huge resolution images. Um, and it's just, you know, they're, they're overworked. We don't have enough experts. It takes a long time. And if AI could go through and sort of scan uh, all of these images and then maybe flag something as uh, abnormal, then the pathologist can go in and, and, and double check. So I, I feel like there's, um, there's definitely sort of this complementary approach that we can have with AI where, where it helps in these very difficult, tedious pattern matching, pattern recognition matching tasks, but I don't see it um, sort of taking over anytime soon. What would be the key to having AI go from pattern recognition, stuff like that, to uh, something on a more you know, almost human level. I mean, you hear the, the, the line people that, you know, oh, the machines have become self-aware and that's, you know, I mean, but is there a, a threshold where, and I don't even mean in a malevolent way, but just where we go from pattern recognition, stuff like that to more, I don't know if the term will be critical thinking, but something different. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, so there currently, I would say the state of the art, we're looking at supervised learning where we give the the AI, the machine learning, we give it an objective. And that objective typically is a very narrow-minded objective. So think about like uh, image recognition system. We're saying, you know, we want you to recognize the pattern of cats or of dogs or something. And then we we give it this a uh, very large labeled data set of cats and dogs. Some, some human has gone in and labeled that. And then we say, uh, you know, maximize the, the objective function here or minimize the loss, which is the error of the system here to just do one specific task to, you know, recognize if this is a cat or not. Um, so I think in, in that sense, if we stay in that regime, I don't really see uh, a machine learning or AI system going, being able to uh, go beyond beyond that because the simple objective of systems is to just do that type of pattern recognition. But uh, um, there has been work that I've seen in, they call it rebel agents. Uh, and this is some work that I, I saw while I was um, a visiting position out, out in uh, the Naval Research Labs. So these rebel agents, the basic idea is that they, they have a, um, they have a plan. They're, they're, they're making a plan of action. And that plan of action typically is something like, you know, take this, you know, take this object, or think maybe like a drone, take this object from point A to point B. So that is its objective. And it has to make a sort of a path or a plan from, to get from point A, you know, grab object at point A and ship it to point B. 
now, what they've been looking at was what happens if, for example, the drone on its path from point A to point B sees a car crash or something? Um, what sh- should the drone change its objective, change the plan that of action? And it sees like maybe someone was hurt. Can it actually stop what it's doing and uh, sort of create its own objective based upon the the environment? And so I think um, those types of AIs they're a little bit different than the pattern recognition systems that that I've been working with. But I, I do think sort of give having the AI able to um, change its its actions, its plans based upon the environment. I think that's where things get a little bit uh, murky. And I guess it's, you know, we talk about like self-driving cars and that kind of seems like that's a big hurdle for that, uh, you know, because that's what it is, you know, oh my God, there's a, there's a backup or something happened or this road is closed. So that would seem to be uh, something that's holding us back from, breaking through with that. Yeah, definitely. And I and I think like again sort of when you have this very simple objective for uh for these systems things can go wrong. So for example, like let's say there's a traffic jam and you go to Google Maps and Google Maps says, "All right, you know what? There there's a traffic jam from A to B. I'm going to route everyone around that traffic jam." And so Everyone that that does these maps, they they all have to go through these side roads to get to get around the traffic jam. But what Google Maps is actually doing in that scenario is then creating another traffic jam, right, in a different place. When in fact, it probably would be better if you didn't optimize. You know, you you have to do some sort of optimization of both the people that go around, but then maybe you actually have to send some people through the through the original traffic jam, and so. There, there are multiple different ways to to address the problem, and and I think just a simple, a simple objective that we're doing these days um, needs to needs to change. We need to take a break. We will continue our conversation with Dr. Edward Kim of Drexel University right after this. This is KYW News Radio in depth. Time to continue this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. Our guest is Dr. Edward Kim from Drexel University. You talk about how far we've come and, you know, how much work there is to do. Do you think we will see an acceleration in the progress? Like, you know, if, if this were a football field, it's taken a long time to get to the 35-yard the line. But could we see going from 135 to the next 35 move a lot quicker just because of where we are in development and with science? Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, you know, a, as someone who's living machine learning every day here i it's very hard to get my to take a step back and look at the big picture because i do i do feel like new developments are coming out every you know every day these these days um and things like it it does seem like things are accelerating especially with the fact that we have access to huge amounts of labeled data these days as well as huge amounts of compute power which we didn't have before. And so, uh, yeah, I think there, there is a real possibility that things will accelerate faster and faster. As someone who studies this, who's waist deep in it day to day, what excites you about it? Like just you personally, from what you see, what you learn, 
you know, what excites you about the possibilities of AI? I think as someone who is is working on this problem day to day, I think I, I might would reverse the question because I feel like what I'm seeing a lot of these days is sort of the same old thing. Can we improve AI, improve AI just by increasing the amount of data that we, you know, we put into the system, make some engineering tricks in the system just to make it go faster. And what I'm really looking for and what I'm, what I'm hoping to research in this area is, can we take a step back and say, you know, maybe um, we call it like the greedy approach, right? So just if, if you're at a casino, right, and you pull a lever on a slot machine and you pull a bunch of levers and one of them, you know, happens to give you some reward, do you then keep pulling that lever? Because you think you got something, maybe you'll get something um, in the future where, in fact, maybe the jackpot is one of the levers that you, you, you've pulled a couple times and uh, nothing's happened, right? And so I think in that aspect, I think a lot of the field, what we, what we tend to do is take a pro- incremental approaches uh, and improvements in AI when possibly a nice avenue or you know, a breakthrough avenue would be one that hasn't necessarily had the types of returns that, that one might expect. And so yeah, just to, that's sort of a preface of the research that, that we're doing here. We're looking at how um, the human brain works, how, how human intelligence is working and, t- and trying to take some of the broad themes in neuroscience and apply it to AI. So the idea, the concern that you see depicted in movies of, you know, artificial intelligence, computers, robots overtaking humanity, uh, if it is a possibility, it is not something <laughs> that we are even close to hitting a, a threshold on, I would assume. I, I, I do think there there are some doomsday possibilities, but I don't, at the moment, I don't think these doomsday possibilities are like in AI becoming, you know, conscious or, or anything like that. I think it's more of like the human behind the AI. So if you think about like, let's say you code up a, a system like, um, I don't know, with the nuclear warheads, right? A system that says, you know what, if I sense that someone has launched a nuke at me, uh, I immediately you know, put up my defenses and then launch a nuke back. Right. And so something like that, if it's not thought out correctly, it's a very simple one line reaction statement that a human might put in that destroys the whole world. Well, that's uplifting because <laughs> <laughs> that seems all too possible. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's probably the, I think we, yeah, I think we need to be very careful as the engineers behind the system. I mean, you, you brought up like these self-driving cars, right? You know, an engineer uh, or scientists, they're, they're the ones putting in the rules. They're the ones um, deciding which objectives the car should, should maximize here. And so if that's not thought out, yeah, I think bad things can happen. To that point, does it, does, once again, as someone who studies this, do those possibilities keep you up at night ever? Or are you confident that, you know, the, the right people will make the right decisions? Um, 
I'm not confident that the right people are making the right decisions. Um, I, I do think, I mean, just like any first generation system that comes out, right. You're always like, well, you know, the first, uh, I don't know, the first iteration of the, of the new iPad or the Mac or I don't, I don't know what, whatever, you know, you're like, do I buy this or do I let sort of the bugs sort of fall out first and then get the second generation, um, you know, self-driving cars, like, do I trust this at the moment or should I, you know, wait a couple years and see, uh, see what happens and then get the next generation. And so I, I think that's going to happen, right? I think we have systems that we don't know what's going to happen if we deploy at scale. Um, and I, yeah, I, I kind of want to let the bug shake out <laughs> before, but, you know, obviously that, that's, you know, more of a benign scenario, but like, right. I mean, you can't have bugs shake out in a nuclear missile defense system, right? <laughs> um, so I think there's, there's always going to be the, those issues. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.